0: I'm <laughs>
1: Little while, just stick with us and we'll show you how to smile. Ease on down the road, ease on down the road. Don't you care?
2: Whoa, we welcome you to our live stream service this morning. Our broadcast is available every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Central Time. You can also view our archive services anytime on the Unity Minneapolis website. Um, And even though our building is closed, we have a lot going on at Unity Minneapolis. Upcoming events on Zoom include today at at 10.45, our virtual coffee hour and then at 1 a.m., nope, 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 it's not 1 a.m., it's 1 p.m., <laughs> woo, 1 p.m., our guest speaker, Reverend Linda Martella-Whitsett, leads a divine embodiment workshop, teaching some powerful physical, mental, and spiritual activations that help us become the embodiment of our, our divine idea. Reverend Linda will also partner with me on Tuesday evening for a follow-up discussion on today's lesson. Soon-to-be, Reverend Jim Ernston starts a new class, The Untethered Soul, on Thursday evenings. Friday evening is MBT Community with Kyra and Lucas Christofferson. so join them. On Thursday the 18th, Karen Oney takes up the 10.30 a.m. time slot on Thursdays with a six-week study of Robert Brummett's book, Finding Yourself in Transition. And lastly, everyone is asked, what can we do? Well, let's start by raising funds to help right now in North Minneapolis. Please save the date for next Sunday, June 14th, for a community fundraising concert at 5 PM Central time. We'll do what we do, sing sing and one last one save june 24th we'll begin our crucial conversations class mark it down learn more about our events and our activities on the church website on our facebook page or the peak of the week our e-newsletter you can also contact the church through email or voicemail and now i'll ask reverend pat to lead us in our opening prayer
3: Beloved community, join me in our opening prayer as we join together this morning with hundreds of Unity Churches around the world as we affirm this prayer together. A prayer for the wounded heart of humanity. We call upon God's love in this important moment, knowing that divine love is the greatest power in the universe. We pray for the wounded heart of humanity as we grieve and rage, cry, and despair over injustice and inequity. May divine love enfold and comfort everyone who is hurting. May divine wisdom guide each person and institution in taking inspired action to ensure that we are all celebrated for their inherent goodness as a part of God's creation. May we remain resolute. in walking the course of human rights and social justice for all. And we pray this in the name of the Spirit of love. Sweet Holy Spirit within, we surrender again, letting go, letting God, allowing God to express through us today as God itself. And we give thanks today that we know this divine presence within as guidance, guiding each and every one of us on our own unique path. We give thanks today that we can come together in unity, not sameness, but unity, aware of God's loving presence. So we turn this entire experience, this service, and our entire lives over to this presence within. We say thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Join us in our opening song. You, know, you can tell Debbie Duncan's in the house, can you not? I can tell it in a heartbeat. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Debbie Sheriff, and thank you, Unity Band, and Lord Duncan. You know, one of our core values here is that of welcoming. That's a huge core value for us. And so, each and every Sunday morning, we open our hearts and we open our minds to welcome you. We're so glad that you've chosen to spend part of your day with us. We are that opening, open and welcoming, inclusive community. And so, my dear friends, today, if you're with us, fairly new with us, or you're streaming with us for the first time, we especially welcome you. We welcome you, and we invite you to find out more about us, more about us just by visiting our our Unity Minneapolis website. We're glad you're with us, so glad you're with us, and we look forward to, uh, to being together again when we can gather safely together. Now, let's prepare for the reading of the Daily Word. We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the Daily Word. You're invited to mentally add your prayers to the prayer box or submit an online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity where they are prayed with for an additional 30 days. The word for the day, June the 7th, 2020, is joy. Joy is my constant companion. I discover reasons to feel joyful every day, even in the most challenging circumstances. I begin by centering my awareness in the Christ, the divine presence within. I feel love and peace lift my heart and possibilities for good fill my thoughts. I am joyous. I may experience joy as exuberance, delight, and wonder. Joy may also come quietly as the peaceful assurance of God's presence wherever I am, whatever I'm doing. My awareness of joy brings a glow to even the most ordinary days. As I engage wholeheartedly in all that is mine to do today, I share my joy with everyone. Through kind words, a sunny smile, and a warm welcome to everyone I meet, I radiate joy and bless the world with my positivity, happiness, and bliss. And scripture from Psalms one hundred and eighteen twenty four. this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. The word for the day is joy.
4: it's
2: now for us to take that breath of life that breath in and that release breath out and go inside connecting with our own divinity connecting with the divine in which we live and move and have our being so I ask you now to take that deep breath and another and then another that precious breath of life. And as we step into time of meditation this morning, I'd like to share with you a parable for our time. And I ask you to take these words and with each one go deeper and deeper into your own being. And may they speak to your soul. This particular parable was told by the Reverend Shapiro. The reverend gathered the children to him and said, In the beginning, God made a single human from the dust of the earth. This one was red, yellow, brown, black, and white, for all the sands of creation were used to fashion it. Male and female it was, for God had not yet separated the sexes. And God said, This one is in my image, for this one includes all creation in one being. God had thought this being would be happy, but instead it was lonely. And so God divided the one human into two, and then these two divided themselves even further until the unity of the one person was lost in the divisions created by the many people who followed And so God called all the people together because God was sad. He called each person to stand before a divine mirror in which each person saw reflected not her, her image, but the images of everyone else. Many people were frightened by the strange mirror and ran away, but others understood that God was reminding them of their unity. And these people Set for themselves a great task to help each of us see the whole world reflected in each face. God helped them with this. He took the great mirror and millions and millions of tiny mirrors, He made and placed these tiny mirrors in the eyes of every human being so that we would look into one another's eyes and see reflected the whole world and the one who created it. We are the children of those daring few, and it is time for us to carry on their work, to learn to look into the eyes of another and see the whole world and the one from whom the whole world flows. If we fail, if we see only ourselves reflected in that mirror, The lie we live will burn the world to cinder. The whole world is watching. The whole world is waiting for us. We must see the truth and proclaim it. We must open our eyes and see. When the rabbi finished, the children looked at each other in awe. Some saw and smiled. Some saw and cried. Some could not see at all, but all held tight, one to each other. And God sighed a great sigh of hope. In this time, together in meditation, in connection, we sigh a great sigh of hope, a knowing, Let us go into the silence with that hope. As we bring ourselves back into this moment, in this time, we'd close our time of meditation as I have closed my meditation for the last several weeks with words from Anwar Fazal. We all drink from one water, we all breathe from one air, we rise from one ocean, and we live under one sky. Remember, We are one. The newborn baby cries the same. The laughter of children is universal. Everyone's blood is red and our hearts beat the same song. Remember, we are one. We are all brothers and sisters, all one family, only one earth. Together we live and together we die. Remember, we are one. Peace on you, my brothers and sisters. Peace be upon you. Amen. Amen.
1: side bear patiently Shall be bright at night. purest joys restored, be still my soul when chains and tears are passed.
3: Thank you, Debbie Dockin. Thank you, Laura Dockin. You know, I'm really excited about this new series that we're beginning today. And as I'm reflecting on this series, it was no accident. It was divine guidance that this series was moved from fall into this present month. It was absolutely perfect. This series is about what we teach called the 12 powers. It's called by many names, 12 lights. 12 gifts, 12 powers. But these 12 powers is what Charles Fillmore, co-founder of our Unity movement, has given us as Unity's tools for personal transformation, positive transformation. And also, it's perfect to use these tools during this time of social change. During this series, we are going to talk about these tools with mind and body and heart. And we're going to go through the process of not only knowing these tools, but embodying these tools so that we can make a change in our life and a change in the world. And when we're thinking about this series, I knew without a doubt the right and perfect person to begin this series was a lady that I have the utmost respect for. She's written numerous books one was how to pray with how to pray without talking to god now that's a mind stretcher how to pray without talking to god a great new perspective on that and then a book that we'll be referring to often during this series is called divine audacity divine audacity and divine audacity dares to us to be the light of the world it promotes humanity's innate capabilities with which to respond to life circumstances and spiritual maturity. Both of these books that she's written is recommended for what we refer to as our SEE program, spiritual education program, before becoming the vice president of Silent Unity and the vice president of Unity Prayer and Practice Division, including Silent Unity. There's been a change there in that title since I was in school. But as you know, Unity is our 24-7 prayer ministry. She also served, though, and I have the utmost respect for this, she served for 14 years at Unity in San Antonio, Texas. She is a phenomenal speaker, and this morning she is going to broadcast from Unity Village. And many of you have told me that as you've been to silent Unity Retreats, how much you love and adore this woman. And I want you to notice in her broadcast, the tower behind her, the tower behind her is the iconic tower at Unity Village. And so please welcome, please welcome in your heart, even though I know if you were here, you'd be roaring standing ovation, but please welcome Reverend Linda Martella Witzel.
5: Good morning, Unity of Minneapolis. I am Reverend Linda at Unity World Headquarters, gratefully responsible for Silent Unity, Unity's worldwide 24-7 prayer ministry. I feel the honor of celebrating Sunday with all of you, and I begin by recognizing the exquisite team of leaders at your community, headed, of course, by Reverend Pat, whom I adore. And whom I respect. Today I'd like to share with you my personal mission and a message about divine audacity. My personal mission can I think best be stated by A Course in Miracles affirmation. Listen to this. Today I will accept the truth about myself. I will arise in glory and allow the light in me to shine upon the world today. Today, I accept the truth about myself. I will arise in glory and allow the light in me to shine upon the world today. Can you feel the urgency of this mission? Well, I found it expressed in another way from Charles Fillmore, who said, listen to this, It is your mission to express all that you can imagine God to be. Let this be your standard of achievement. Never lower it nor allow yourself to be belittled by the cry of sacrilege. If it is attainable by God, it is attainable by you. This is a pretty bold statement, and one that I take to heart, and I feel its urgency, and it's never been more urgent than it is today. But Charles Fillmore didn't make that up either. Jesus said so particularly, let me tell you, you are God's sons and daughters of the Most High, every one of you. And in the Gospel of Thomas, Jesus is said to have said, when you see me, you see the father. Well, to me, this is a very audacious statement and why I like the term divine audacity because it is audacious to claim our oneness with God, is it not? Have you not seen that it's challenging to affirm that in a world and a culture that would say you're being blasphemous? It's the most important to me, the most important and most urgent mission that we have. Well, what is divine audacity? Let me share a little of the excerpts from the very first pages of my book, Divine Audacity. This is my definition. Divine audacity, in short, is bold, spiritual living. It's living under the radical premise, I am divine. That means my nature is one with the divine nature, with (laughs) G-O-D. I'm able to boldly express the highest spiritual principles in the middle of everyday situations. I'm courageously responsive. I'm fearlessly self-reflective and self-correcting. I'm intentional in large and small aims. I valiantly champion the goodness within myself, And within each person that I meet. I hold myself accountable for thoughts, words, and actions that are in integrity with my divine identity. I dare to ignore the way things are and what I believe can be done or cannot be done, thereby bringing about the seemingly impossible. I disregard appearances to hold a vision of what can be so steadily that it must manifest. I suspend belief in the limitations that seem inherent in human existence, to stretch beyond my known capacity. I overlook my history, deriving my sense of direction instead from the source of divine life, love, and wisdom that I am one with. I'm never crushed by the weight of my commitments. Rather, I passionately fulfill a sense of purpose in this world. I uphold the world, all beings, and all intentions in the light of possibilities. And of course, I lift up rather than I then tear down. I believe in the inherent goodness of all people. You and I, we've seen divine audacity displayed in this world. Divine audacity is displayed by your open-hearted relative who dares to remain connected with you, reminding you of your inherent value when everyone else in your family has shunned you. I have personal experience in that in my life. How about you? Divine audacity is displayed by the merciful parent of a murdered child who courageously asks for leniency in the punishment of the offender. Divine audacity is displayed by someone who might wholeheartedly disagree with your point of view, but champions your right to have a point of view and, of course, seeks to understand. Divine audacity is displayed by an aspiring musician I once knew, a young teenager, who, knowing that she probably stood little chance, but knowing that she must make music, went ahead and auditioned along with hundreds of contenders for 12 seats in the orchestra. The challenge of divine audacity is to realize the impact of agreeing with unity's principle of oneness. We say there's one power, capital G, capital O, capital D. I also refer to it as godness, qualities and powers and principles of God. And divine audacity is that recognition of humanity's oneness with that one, one divine mind, one heart of love. Now I haven't met one person who finds this an easy mission. It's not easy for us humans to boldly claim, and then to proclaim by our life, our unity, our oneness. It's pretty evident right now, isn't it, in our culture systems of racism, homophobia, and the biases of all kinds that too frequently have led toward violence against other humans. You know about this very well with the happenings in the past week in Minneapolis heartbreaking cases in the news practically every single day. The late guru and prophet Ramdas once said, I make the effort to see and to passionately open in love to the spirit that infuses all things. I make the effort to see the beloved in everyone and to serve the beloved through everyone. And he said, I often fail in these aspirations because I lose the balance between separateness and unity. I get lost in my separateness and feel afraid, but I make the effort. See, our collective heartbreak and outrage in response to all that we've been experiencing collectively, it's due, I believe, to our intuitive knowledge. This is, this is where it gets real. Our intuitive knowledge that George Floyd was our son. That Breonna Taylor was our daughter. Listen to these names. Ahmad Arbery. Alunte Davis, Paris Cameron, Timothy Blancher, Michael Brown, Sandra Bland, Eric Gardner, Trayvon Martin, Matthew Shepard. Say their names. They were our children. Swami Vivekananda, a contemporary of Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, who actually introduced yoga to the Western world back in the late 1800s. He wrote, When at last I have realized God sitting in the temple of every human body, the moment that I stand in reverence before every human being and see God in them, that is the moment I am free from bondage everything vanishes, and I am free. Well, we long to fulfill the mission of unity, of that oneness that frees us from the mirage of separateness and empowers us to contribute our very best human self, our divine human self, to the world. Longing is the key to this, and in our longings, if we would distill our longings down to the very truth, (laughs) to the very core, what we would find is there's really one longing, and it's the longing to matter. I want to belong. I want to contribute. I want to express my divine identity. It takes audacity to do that, doesn't it? It takes, in my opinion, divine audacity. We have to look deeper, don't we, for that audacity. We have to look deeper for the truth of being because the externals of our life and our our piled-on sense of self that has come from the things we've done well and not done well, from the judgments we make about ourselves, from our own sense of self-condemnation or unworthiness or doubt of our goodness, all those things. We have to break through the crust of those to find our true nature, which is totally unspoiled in the heart of us. For that, as when I need to remember that, I have an image for that and I want to show it to you. This I keep on my desk or near my, in my office. And what does it look like? It just looks like a rock, doesn't it? Like any old rock on a pile that you could find outdoors. But this rock is unique. When you crack that sucker open, you find, the geode, you find the glory of the crystalline beauty and purity and goodness on the inside. Now, geologists refer to a geode as the Tootsie Roll Pop of the natural world. So I also hand out Tootsie Roll pops wherever I go. And if I was with you, likely I'd be passing them out to you today as well. A Tootsie Roll pop is a good symbol for a geode because when you open up, you know, on the outside, it just looks plain like everything else. It's like we all just look human. But when you crack us open, when life has a way of kind of breaking us open to the truth of being, we can find within us that absolute core of goodness, of godness, that is the truth of our being. Friends, I hope you will take that image, because that's the image that helps me very much to recognize uh, that I am more than the appearance of me. I am more than this only human being. And Unity's teachings and Unity's prayer processes are designed to help us to get at that inner sweetness, that that beauty and goodness that we are. In Unity prayer, we affirm our way to this truth. We tell ourselves the highest truth that we can realize, the ultimate truth of our utterly capable self with a capital S. Why? Why? because we are divine with divine audacity i am the light of the world shining brightly in my presence others remember their divine identity in my presence others heal their illusion of separation in my presence others stand tall and behave humanly they snap back from self-pity and self-condemnation to claim their spiritual capacities. In my aware presence, in my enlightened and realized presence, others sense and can act from their essential goodness. See, in my presence, others come home to themselves, to that self that's not their personality at all, but is their divine identity. So friends, as you study Each of your 12 spiritual capacities, you can begin to affirm God is the light of unifying love. Therefore, I am love and I have the power to unify my thoughts. God is the light of evolutionary order. I am that order evolving. God is the light of animating life and I am that life giving life to my intentions. God is the light of stabilizing strength. I am the power of strength, and I stand steady. So join me in this great mission, where, and repeat after me in your own heart. Today, I will accept the truth about myself. I will arise in glory and allow the light in me to shine upon the world. Today, today, not a minute later, today. Blessings to you from Silent Unity, from Unity Headquarters, and from the heart of Reverend Linda.
1: in the sky, you know how I feel, sun in the sky. a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me, and I'm feeling good. Done, you know how I feel this whole world is a new world and a bold world for me Stars when you shine you know how I feel
3: You to make that gift to the Minneapolis. You can do that very easily. If you're streaming with us on our website, there's a donate button there that you can donate. It will take you directly to that opportunity to give. If you're streaming, if you're streaming with us today on a personal phone, or you can go right in and give through uh, 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 give through PushPay, and it will be absolutely, absolutely the right and perfect thing to do is to give through PushPay as well. But we want to invite you to make a gift, and you can mail it in as well. We want to invite you to make that gift to Unity, Minneapolis. Let's just go within. Go within and feel that wonderful presence of the divine. Divine love flowing through me, blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. Let's affirm that silently. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. So we take a moment as we bless these gifts. We bless the gifts that's been received in the mail, the electronic giving. We bless all of these gifts, and we send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. And we say, thank you. Thank you, God. So it is, and so we let it be. Amen. Amen. A few things I want to remind you of. First of all, uh, our prayer chaplains are holding sacred space with us right now. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, go into our website and make, put your prayer request there. Our prayer team will immediately begin that prayer and then send it to Silent Unity after seven days. Also, our beautiful children, we just want to let you know that we're holding our children and our families in our thoughts and prayers as well. And this afternoon, they have their own, the yo- younger kids have their own bridging ceremony, and I'm excited about that as well. And if you want more of Reverend Linda, which I think we all do, this afternoon at 1 o'clock, you'll have that opportunity to come to a workshop. Join us in Zoom as well. And don't forget at 1045 today, oh my goodness, we have another virtual coffee hour as well. Tuesday night, if you're interested in discussing the lesson that she gave today, you can also be a part of that at 7 p.m. Many activities going on here, and we invite you to be a part of it. So we're going, to begin, we're going to close with our prayer for protection and our peace song. So let us do that together. Let us know together our prayer for t- protection. Together we know that the light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. And the presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. I forgot to mm-hmm. who
1: I hurt so i This world to bring you down. Of peace and harmony. Oh, what you need is a little change of heart. Forget this fear and frustration. Love will always show the greater part. Greater when your battles get you down, here's my advice. When you're feeling down and out, and you got troubles on your mind. Love will save the day. When you're feeling full of doubt and fear has got you in a bind, love will save the day. Well, well, when your world's falling apart, all you gotta do is say a prayer. Love will save the day. Don't you know there's an answer in your heart? Let your light shine on oh, my dear love. Love will save the day. Oh, when you're feeling down you got troubles on your mind, and love will save the day. When you're feeling full of doubt, fear has got you in a mind, love will save the day. When your world's falling apart, all you gotta do is say a prayer, love will save the day. Yeah. There's an answer in your heart, so let your light shine on oh my dear, and love will save the day. You better believe it You better believe it
4: you very soon. Have a great week.
2: Be well. Thank you.